Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. Happy uh, Tuesday for us, February 20th. Dude, time is flying by, dog. I cannot believe this month is over next week. I know. Um, but I'm good, dude. I played some basketball today. Um, nice. Kind of tweaked, tweaked my knee, and I was like, ooh, this is what 35 is. But um, still good. Still uh, fun to get out there. Me and my, I think I mentioned to you before, uh, one of my buddies, like, uh, rents out a gym for us every Tuesday. So it's, like, it's nice to have, like, pickup, organized pickup basketball with... 10 other dudes that you could get like a proper sweat in and it's like a, you know a good workout even on those days that you play like shit today i played like shit but it's all good um nice. how about you bro how's life been for you it's been good uh today started off uh really hectic um so i i get to work um show up sit down just heated up my breakfast sandwich have my coffee ready i open up my laptop I see a picture, a big ass blown up picture of my wife on the screen. And I was like, oh, fuck. I brought the wrong computer to work. Oh, <laughs> so because my personal one, I upgraded my my work. computer. Yeah, you mentioned to, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they look kind of identical, especially in the dark. And, and you don't yeah, have I, any like stickers on that shit. No, um, I mean, that's a you're you're smart because uh, that's something I did as soon as I got home. As soon as I got home, I slapped a sticker right on that bitch. So now, God willing, this will never happen again. Um, so you so, were at the office. Yeah, I was at the office. Um, and it just so happened, like, there was a last minute meeting that was really important that I needed to, to help coordinate. Thank God I didn't need, like, everything I needed access to, I could do on my phone. Um, and that meeting turned out to be super successful. No hiccups. Nice. Congrats. Uh, fortunately didn't have any meetings, um, where I needed like access to Excel and stuff. So I was already planning on leaving a bit early. Now I had really <laughs> had an excuse to leave early. So I left right at lunch and caught up on all the shit that I couldn't do while I was there. So yeah, it was kind of frantic, but, um, all is well. So what the fuck does she do? Who? Like your wife. Like, what does she do without having her laptop? Oh, so like it wasn't, it actually wasn't her laptop. It was because I was exporting old photos onto my personal one. And oh, when I closed okay, okay. my laptop, um, that was the last thing that was on the screen. And as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, fuck. Like, because I okay, knew okay. there was no way I had any personal shit on my work computer. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, that makes way more sense. Okay, yeah. interesting. But success. And it was an appropriate picture, to be clear. It, it was it was just the fact that it was my personal computer where I didn't have access to anything. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's funny, dude. I, I think I would fucking, I think I would be completely useless if I didn't have my laptop, bro. I'd, I'd show up to work and be like, bro, you're, yo, put me down for PTO today, <laughs> bro. Like, it's not, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah. if I have to go home after like fucking driving 45 minutes, I'll be like, bro, like today is just not meant for me to be working. Email me if you need anything tomorrow. Oh, I, I definitely uh, would have played that card. Uh, the universe must love me right now because my boss is out of the office. My teammate is working remote from China. So you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it couldn't have happened on a better day. Nice. Nice, dude. Um, for me, besides normal work shit, dude, I do have the wedding stuff. So we can get into this. It's, it's going to be like a bit of a, yeah, a more niche episode. Uh, yeah, wedding stuff's going well. Dude, had great meeting, just so you know, with the uh, the DJ last week. So nice. like, I've only met him once before online, um, or like a quick conversation over the phone. But this time we like we FaceTime or Google Meet and stuff. And like, you could do this guy was asking questions and I'm like, all right, bro, like, Either you're a very good salesman or you actually know your shit. Like he's asking me like questions like, like I need to have your must-haves. Like, tell me about your friends. Tell me about your relationship. Like, mm. well, when I do this kind of song, you got you need to understand that it's gonna be with this other song in mind. And like, don't send me a playlist of what you like. I need to know the song so I can build off that song and not just copy a playlist for you. So, like, I really do appreciate that. So but I am a week away now, so I actually wanted your feedback on like your experience because you also had a essentially. I mean, I'm having a destination wedding, right? Even though it's New York City, it's still like a destination for me. It's a destination for like 90% of the, of the uh, people attending. 
At what point during the RSVP, like, hey, I need your final answer stuff, did it start feeling a bit like, hmm, like either like, oh, wow, you're really not coming? Like, were there ever like mini tensions amongst like fam, obviously don't name names, but like yeah, yeah. amongst like family and friends where you were like, oh, really, bro, you're not going to come? Or like people kind of like sweating you about like an extra plus one or anything. Cause I'm going through that now when I've given people a deadline of like, Hey, this, I need to know by Friday. And now I'm getting people backing out that I'm like, really bro? Like you're not going to fucking come to this wedding. So I was wondering yeah. if that's like a, a normal experience that everyone goes through. Definitely normal. Um, I, I be hard pressed to find somebody who had what uh the most seamless you know rsvp process with their wedding unless it was some like super intimate 10 person thing where like you know you, these motherfuckers are answering right away and they don't have to yeah. follow up. um for me it, it definitely was frustrating particularly because i i don't know if you did this but the email service mailchimp i was using would let me know who opened the email and oh i'm not doing no that's a good idea next the, the next wedding <laughs> <laughs> divorce party no, knock on wood. um but it's it's a a gift and a curse because i'm like i know you read this shit and yeah. i'm like i don't since i know you read it i don't want to go out of my way to follow up with you because you've read it and i like maybe the petty side of me is like if you've read a bunch of emails and you still aren't RSVPing, unless like you're my brother or something, or like a really, really close friend, I'm not gonna go out of my way to like kind of beg you to come. So um, with those folks who who are kind of responsive, but not like, like giving you the runaround and shit. Yeah. Um, I think my wife and I tried to like, well, we had to tell the caterers of course, the headcount, because I think that influenced... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so what did you do? Like, again, we all gave... I think you even gave us the date for your wedding. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I need an answer. I think, again, the, the people in your party and every... Like, I know responded right away. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure there were still people... Like, what's, what was your rule as far as, like, all right, this is my deadline of this date, yeah. and then you still followed up afterwards? Or you were like, bro, no, that's it. The deadline's a deadline. I gave you yeah. plenty of notice. It is what it is. So after the deadline, no one really essentially said, oh, now I can make it. If anything, a couple of people dropped out at the last minute because of various reasons. Sure. But someone well, did yeah. want to bring a plus one. And I think at that point, because he had never said anything about a plus one, I think we uh, said he would need to pay uh, whatever the headcount amount was for the extra person. Um, so I think that was kind of our leverage or incentive to get people to like hurry up and decide so that we didn't have like an extra 15 people at the last minute um especially because you have like you have to set the the number of chairs and everything up in yeah you yeah, know it's a it's a whole thing bro like uh right. yeah head count for food um and for ours like we have um i know it wasn't for you but for ours it's like a minimum for like food and beverage right and it like but if like we're under that number and there's extra money, we can use that extra money for upgrades and other things or say, hey, we want the room for an extra half an hour. So like, mm -hmm. I need to fucking know, you know, kind of a thing. But it just feels weird that like, there's certain people, like I won't say names, but there's like family members that are like dropping out. And I'm like, bro, really? Like, yeah. you live, like you'll, you'll, you'll drive to New York City for a fucking fight to watch on TV but you won't come for a wedding that's like a close family member that you've known for fucking seven months. Yeah. Like, and it's easy to get to. It's easy not like you're fuck, flying across bro. the country or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, honestly, this is my, like, uh, hypothesis. And I haven't told my dad this because, like, I'm not trying to stress him out because, like, I don't want him to feel guilty about these fucking people. But I was like, what I think it is, bro, and this might be just, like, my... No, I know this is what it is, but I feel very confident. Is that I feel like Dominican culture, like, they just think that when they throw these big ass events and parties you just run out of event space right and bro that invite is open to until the fire marshals come and like shut you down right so like if you have fucking a wife or a girlfriend but you also happen to have seven kids all nine of you are pulling up 
right? And like, obviously, mm. you know how to fucking wedding. Like, bro, that's not realistic, bro. I can't give you yeah, a yeah. plus one and then a plus eight, dog. Like, that's not, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think people are like offended that it's like, like an all or nothing thing. Correct. Either me and my six kids are coming, or I can't come. It's like, mm -hmm. bro, like that's. But I don't even like. I, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't think they understand. I'm like, bro, it's. 235 ahead bro i can't yeah, yeah. have fucking 10 people just for you <laughs> right yeah exactly so, and that's i, I mean that's we kind of had that, that issue with ours because remember originally we were like well maybe we don't allow plus ones yeah, yeah yeah but then we were like oh well if they're coming that far like a plus one isn't out of the question but once you but I think once we thought about like, okay, now are they gonna bring like five kids? Cause the caterers are treating them as damn near adults, at least based on the pricing. So I think that's where we had to draw the line. Um, I think dude- You didn't have any kids of yours, like right? That. No, and I don't think they wanted to deal with th them like with all that travel. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think what we wanted was just people to be like the ones who couldn't go to be transparent about, Quickly, hey, I'm bro, like afraid like you, to go alone. Correct. Or, correct. hey, it's too expensive. Like, just be forward. If you don't have the money or you're too afraid or you don't know which flight to take, you don't want to do the research, like, just let us know because yeah. time is money, like, literally in this case. Yeah, 100%, dude. And my thing is, like, for example, we bumped into, I was in Dallas over the weekend, shout out to Gina's family, and we bumped into one of her friends who, like, RSVP'd immediately saying they couldn't come, right? And then we bumped into her at the party, we were like, oh, man, we would love it you were there. And she's like, dude, can't afford it. And I was like, dude, respect, I can't even afford it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we can have a funny joke about this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just be straightforward, but it's like, I, like, I'm getting annoyed by the people who I was assuming were gonna be there are now flip-flopping when you had fucking seven months to figure this out and now the yeah. week before the RSVP deadline. So like now like I'm like, I think I'm getting like anxious about the idea of like, bro, am I gonna really have to start fucking like begging people to show up to this shit? Like, yeah. it's like a privilege, bro. Like there's only so many spaces. Like I, I want you to be there cause like we have love for you or you know, you're literally blood or whatever, but it's like, dog, like really man, like, I know this shit you go to on a normal basis. I didn't, I think the other side of it's like, bro, I know this shit I show up for, bro. Like I live in yeah. Florida, dog. I, everything is a destination for me. <laughs> and like I show up for, right? So the idea of like, bro, you can't drive a three hour drive to figure this shit out is a bit annoying. But again, I know this is not unique to me, but it doesn't change the fact I'm sure for you as well. Like, it's like, like, bro, like, all right, man, really? This is the fuck we're doing, bro? Like, because, and again, I, 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 cause I'm getting a couple um, RSVP declines and a couple of messages on the side. And I have like, my intuition is telling me is because like, it was an all or nothing thing for that. Like, oh man, you only gave me a plus one. You know, I got three or four kids who would love to be there. I'm yeah. like, bro, that's not my fucking problem, bro. Like, yeah. I have no relationship with these people besides that we're blood and I love you to death. And when I see you at a family gathering, it's always love, but just because of that, I don't think that warrants that you're gonna get an invite to like the most intimate day of my life. And if you saw my soon-to-be wife walking down the street, you wouldn't fucking know her name, bro. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like, what do you like? What do you mean you deserve a spot there, bro? And the rest of your family. So, but yeah, that's yeah. what I'm dealing with right now as we like get to the finish line. Yeah, that that's frustrating. I, I feel like with weddings in general, at least when I'm attending, like, no matter what the setup is, I'm like. As long as that person wanted it this way and is happy with it, then I can't complain. Granted, I don't have like four or five kids that like I really yeah, yeah, want to yeah. be there or anything. But at the same time, that yeah, that's not their decision to be like, hey, you should allow all eight of us to to attend, knowing that Hold it's up. like an extra grand. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, no, dude, it's, it's dude, the numbers wild, bro. Um, but yeah, it's all good, man. It's gonna work out, it's gonna be a great day. But then you start like, again, it's not like, okay, I don't want this to be like a, a, a line in the sand kind of a situation, but it makes you pause, right? And just be like, all right, this is kind of the relationship we have. Right? Again, I'm not trying to count anyone's pockets, yeah. but when you're like, there's certain relationships that you're fully aware or you thought you were in a certain spot. It's like, all right, maybe we're, we could be blood or whatever, but mm -hmm. dude, like these are certain things that you need to be at, bro. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, there's no like, Figure it the fuck out. 
you know? <laughs> so I understand it's expensive, blah, blah, blah. But again, if you can drive four hours to watch a fucking fight or whatever, you can figure out ways to get to this wedding in two fucking months from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shit like that puts it in perspective for me. Like, all right, man, like I really, this is showing me where we stand. Love you to death, but we're just not there. And that's also fine, but it's kind of just like, you know, it's also like a, a bit of, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it's really unfortunate, mainly because the folks that drop out or like make excuses have so much time to prepare that when you, they don't show, it's like, oh, then you really don't care because money, like I get it. It's everyone has different situations, but it Completely. sounds like in this case, it's not like you're having this shit in Bangkok, like yeah, or the, like, yeah, or these specific people are traveling from, say, like a so hypothetically, there's a few people from my girl side of the family who can't show up, right? It's like to fly from New York to uh, sorry to fly from Dallas to New York, it's an expensive flight. The mm -hmm. per night hotel, it's not cheap. Right. So right, sure. you're adding things are adding up quickly. Like, dude, just to book this, you're already two G's in the hole. I dude, yeah. I get that, but for certain people on my side, it's like, bro, this is a three hour Train drive right away or something. Whatever it is, bro, you have plenty of people already stay with because you stay with people when you visit New York all the fucking time. So you're not paying for a hotel. So all like, you're really doing is showing up for my wedding and just trying to wish me the best of luck in my life and call it night. You can go home the same night. If you wanted to spend the night in your own bed that night, there's still plenty of time to do that. So like that yeah. part of it, it's like, bro, like if anything, we put this wedding in New York to make it easier for a lot of people. So it's just like... Yeah, disappointing. I think disappointing right. is a, is a uh, is a great word, right? Like it is what it is, right? It just gives you perspective and like again, bro. As we get older, think about some of the family members or cousins or whatever or best friends you had seven years ago who you don't fucking talk to right now. Like things change over time. Um, For sure. But it's interesting when you're at this age and you really know, like, all right, this is my crew, and then it's like, all right, this is just not. You're like you're just someone who either I'm related to, I know you're an acquaintance, but we're really not that, right? And then right. some things are eye-opening. You're like, oh, wow, like we're really not that. And this is like a great example of like, you had an opportunity to show up and you literally did it. Did it. Yeah. And I think the silver lining is now, if some shit that comes up that is inconvenient um, for you that you don't necessarily want to go out of your way to do, now you have, I mean, not to be do this tit for tat thing, but now yeah, sure, you can sure, be like, sure. you know what? Like, maybe it's not worth it for me because this person you know has positioned me at, at this level when i thought i was this level with them yeah but i also think it's also like my own fault where i think i'm like just one of those friends who always shows up for everything right mm -hmm. or like so it's like i also need to like check myself it's like bro like you don't have to go to every fucking right event, you know like yeah. so um but yeah man it just uh just wedding and uh but i think for me what the, the also like the jarring part to this was is that everything has been so smooth bro like so smooth like dj photographer lights food yeah we want to eat that oh yep dude we sent a text and every, dude like so like we sent the invites out like four or five months ago and then we sent like an rsvp reminder like two months ago and bro every like dude we got like 65 rsvps immediately so i was like oh they just needed a text reminder so like it was so smooth bro and then like this last literally like we're down to the wire of like i need to know by friday morning and then it's just yeah. like I'm not coming. It's like, bro, what? Yep. Bro, like, yeah. I feel like people are so quick to just say yes, unless they know for a fact they can't and they don't want to like piss you off, you know, too early on and shit. Right. And like be bugged. But then, you know, two months in, it's like, uh, do I really want to call, call off for work or what, whatever, you know, reasons people have. Did you, just so I know to help myself plenty, did you send a message reminding people or like saying, hey, if your plans have changed, please also let us know by a certain date? Or was it like, if you RSVP'd, you RSVP'd and I'm assuming you're coming? I can check my emails. I'm pretty sure I did one final reminder, maybe like a month beforehand or two. But I think it was, it was for me, it was... Uh, a bit simpler in the sense that like you had to have your flight like a few months before otherwise yeah, 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 chances yeah, are you yeah. weren't fucking going so i think that's once yeah. we got the confirmation like two months before i'm like i'm pretty sure this is the final list yeah yeah that's fair yeah because my thing is like it's such like a variety of like people literally already living in new york and just driving 20 minutes to the venue 
or people taking a three hour flight from Florida to Dallas. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how it is, man. It's gonna be a great night. But yeah, that was just like the most recent situation. So I, I know you've been through it already. So I wanted to know, again, I figured it wasn't unique to me, but it's still like disappointing when it's like people who you thought were like, oh yeah, they're gonna be there. It's gonna be a great yeah. fucking time. Yeah, I think it's the un- unfortunate dark side of a, a beautiful day, but not dark in the grand scheme of things just annoying not dark in the grand scheme of things honestly it's also like i it's a, it's uh it helps you just see things better moving forward like in certain mm. relationships right so you can't get mad yeah. about that but uh cool man that's uh the lowdown on that but let's get to it episode 169 about to start episode 168 up everywhere uh on that episode you and i spoke a lot about the vultures album our reaction to that so we're essentially close to two weeks after the release of us hearing this more cleaner engineered version of it um it was taken down multiple times on apple music but now it's fully up and easy to listen to so that that's that's uh no issue there it did officially go number one on the billboards as well um despite all the craziness on the dsp so well, what are your thoughts now two weeks removed from it dropping are you bumping it even more are you are you does your rating go down like what are your thoughts um i i'd say i'm still i feel the same pretty much about it um still bumping it for sure um i will say with time i mean i ca- kind of already mentioned this but the more and more i listen to it the more i realize it's the production and tie dollar sign and the the features that, that, that are carrying it yeah and Kanye's obviously I know he had a shit ton of input across the whole thing but in terms of just purely his vocals and his own verses like they don't really do a whole lot for me but then again like I just said I know he had uh, a huge say in how all of this was put together in the first place so I still credit him for me enjoying this album in the first place but yeah still like it a lot yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think as you listen to it more and more, Ty Dolla Sign shines through. Man, I do wish though, now that time has passed though, that they would put the features list. Um, because dude, there is one song that I just couldn't figure out who the fuck was on it, bro. Damn, I wanna, I didn't save it, man. Oh, and for some reason they took down on Apple Music the the good Don't Die song. Yeah, they took is it that, down on mine. I think the reason is um you it's know a, the song? It's a sampling. It's a sampling. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a sampling. Song. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sampling. Because it's too obvious. It's not even mm-hmm. like uh hey, let's use that part of it. It's the fucking song. Right. The yeah. I feel love, I feel love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so it's not just me. But yeah, there was one song, bro, that it's like I'm trying to figure out exactly who the artist is that he had on that shit, but for whatever reason, like it's not coming to me. Yeah, I just wish he had the features on it. But no, besides that, dude, I, I've been bumping it as much, if not more. Um, truly enjoying more songs on it. I think uh, Paperwork has grown on me a lot. Um, what else? Burn as well. Um, Back to Me is a banger, bro. Like, for obviously, Do It is still my favorite song, but Back mm-hmm. to Me is like a very good song. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's one the with Freddie Gibbs one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Freddie Gibbs, and he, they, um, he samples, not obviously not Silent Bob, but the other guy in that movie. Um, yeah. Jay? What's his name? Jay, yeah, Jay. Jay yeah. and Silent Bob, yeah, so that's it's a sample. funny. People keep making fun of, or people take that song as a joke for some reason just because that snippet is in there. Oh, like it's like a tongue-in-cheek song? Like it's like a parody or something? Yeah, um... Just because I, I, yeah, they can't take it seriously by by any means because oh, of I that. Take, I take sample. that shit really seriously, bro. Like again, I feel like there's like a, a nice nature to that song where like it's like real life shit. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, um, yeah, like I think like if you're like a guy, it's almost like you're. It's almost like taboo to have like male ego like that. But like, mm-hmm. it's also a fact, bro. Like you know, like guys like us don't fucking grow off trees and. I know he's joking about like big titty women and all that stuff too, but like, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think the song is fire, bro. So yeah, I, if anything, the rating's gone up for me. I figured it would, you know, to be honest, like it, it takes me a while to truly take in the Kanye album. And I feel like in this one from the jump, again, I, like, I, I tried to move on to different things this week just so I'm not like consumed by it, but there's really not much else that I really wanted to bump besides this. And like, obviously like different, like random playlists and stuff. Same. No, I'd agree. Um, it seems like the public is still loving this this new project, and I haven't 
express too much interest in anything else coming out. Granted, I don't think there has been much to to discuss um, as far as drops since this. Um, I know we have some stuff we'll get into, but for me at least, this is this combined with Cuddy like is enough for mm-hmm. this first yeah quarter. dude surprisingly like it, it feels like it's 2009 or something and we're talking about like you know the good old days but um yeah so shout out to uh ty dollar sign and uh yay great album um maybe i'll post it one day <laughs> see, <laughs> well tyla posted time. it and she's got a clean cut everyone loves her image dude what so. is what is what is the biggest song she's known for the water song that's Let what it is. Okay. Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. All right. Because I was like, bro, like, I feel like I know that name, but like, I don't, like, on the top of my head, I couldn't figure out what song. And then when yeah. you said that, I was like, is he spelling Tyler the Creator wrong? And I was like, you know what you said to me? So I was like, yeah. Because you're like, I love Tyler. I'm like, yeah, bro, we all love him. Like, why wouldn't yeah, yeah. you love him? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I meant her. Well, so I think she went viral on TikTok with that song first. Oh, super. Viral. I haven't been on TikTok. So I didn't know what people were talking about i think my wife brought her up then i looked her up i'm like oh she's gorgeous and then mm-hmm. obviously she just became more and more popular and then after the grammys i she posted a video for her newest song and i i really like that song so ever since then i was like oh she's she like, won a grammy right or maybe a couple grammys? Yeah, she won a grammy i think for yeah. a new category which is dope uh and they're basically saying she's the new the new rihanna mm. Because she's uh, Caribbean as well, right? Uh, no, she's... Oh, she's from uh, Johannesburg in Africa. Oh, wow. She's not even American. Oh, or like... Um, yeah. I thought she was like raised in the States, but like Jamaican descent or Trinidad, Tobago descent or something like that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, South African. Very cool. Yeah, I'll peep. Yeah, I just know that song. Because yeah, dude, that song is fucking... There was a stretch that was like every song that popped up on like the algorithm for like a while. So... Um, mm-hmm. Cool, man. So um, we'll peep that. Keep peeping Vultures 1. So apparently, not apparently, Yeet did drop an album, 2093. So obviously, the you know, insinuating a futuristic sound. I tried to listen to this, bro. <laughs> I started with the Drake song because I'm like, all right, if I like this, I'll, you know, wander into the rest of this, of this 24 track album. Um, I this is well, 24 is part two, part one is 22. So, regardless, this is a lot of fucking songs, but dude, even the Drake song I didn't care for at all, bro. Like, Same. I think I, I enjoyed the Yeet Drake collab on I Don't Give a I Don't Give a Fuck, right? Um, mm-hmm. but it felt minimal, right? Like, it was just like even it was almost like a Playboard Cardi thing where it's just like. You just want sprinkles of it, bro. Like you don't mm. want verses of that. Like you just yeah, want yeah. like the ad libs and like the sound it can give, or like almost like using his voice as like an instrument, right? But mm. to try to to be forced to listen to full verses of his <laughs> and then twenty four, so I was like, dog, I'm not doing this. Dog. I couldn't I even finish the I couldn't even finish the Drake song, bro. I was like, <laughs> I'm good here, bro. Like I got enough Drake, bro. Like I got. I don't need this, dude. Uh, it was, it's funny you say that because I saw that on the rundown and then I, I was on the train on the way home. And I was like, damn, this thing gave me homework. I was like, 24 <laughs> songs? I was about to be like, can we remove this from the rundown? Because I was like, this, this does not feel like... I was like, this feels like work. But I will say, to give him credit, um, he's definitely a lot more... His sound is a lot more original than most of the stuff that's out i don't sure know if that's saying a lot or too little the production on some of the songs like was insane i was like this could be the soundtrack for like the next matrix or some shit sure but a lot of the time festival as I, was, also, I saw a lot of comments that people were saying like festival energy like yeah like if the lights are set a certain way mm-hmm. you can see how the production can make this a very like uh anthem like atmosphere yeah so definitely some tracks on there that fit describe that that I liked and and saved. But again, I, I I think I like this in doses. Like for me, this could have been, you know, choose your best six or seven songs from this, and and that's all I want. I, I felt like half the time I would listen to songs. I'm like, what mood do you have to be in? I feel like some of them, you have to be on like multiple drugs, like fucking the hottest girl in the back of a nightclub or some shit. Like I. Some shit couldn't figure out what 
vibe like this was meant for. Um, but I'll let you know, it, it wasn't for me driving home from work and it wasn't for me at the gym, bro. Cause I was just like, dog, what is happening, dude? Like, yeah. again, I think I do like him. Again, I haven't heard, we, we spoken about some of the pod, like, I haven't heard enough of him, right? I just know there's, I respect the, the, the run he's on, the people that are saying he's good. Um, I respect all of it. It just may not be for me, but in trying to consume like six songs straight, I was just like, dog, I can't. It just felt overwhelming, to be honest. I was like, bro, like this no. is, I don't know what's meant to be happening here, but like, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, it, it is overwhelming. Um, even some of the production, it's like, I feel like I'm being electrocuted or something mm -hmm. in, a, in a way. Um, but there are, I mean, there are definitely moments where I was like, wow, this, this is really dope and, and different. But again, 24 songs, definitely overwhelming for for something that doesn't have a clear and like co coherent message or story. Yeah, like, like, what I are need, you I saying? Need this shit in bro. Doses. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What are you saying for 24 songs, bro? Like, you can't say, like, you said eight. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are you saying in fucking 24 songs? You can't say in eight songs. So, right. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, again, I don't, I, I am curious to see though what the numbers will be though. Because I do know he is very loved by this new generation of like hip hop fans. Like Gen Z's like love this dude. Like they put him in like the Yachty NBA young boy. Like I think of just like a crazy fan base that will listen to whatever the fuck they drop and say it's the greatest thing that ever came out. Yeah. I, I, maybe it's a sign of us getting older. But to me, I, I feel like for every newer and younger generation I, I think they just love to champion artists who are like being edgy and different and quote-unquote weird and they like celebrating that because any they love to knock down anyone who you know appears as a biter or like riding the coattails of yeah. someone else who's popular um i'm sure a lot of those gen zers are probably shitting on drake because drake's very quickly becoming the the old rapper like a jay-z or something um so yeah I, I don't necessarily get it like how he's gotten to this point this quickly but so salute so, to so him. fast bro so fast dog yeah salute to him you can't knock the hustle um but sometimes like again there's a bunch of cars being sold and we're not buying right like it just it doesn't have to be for us that's all so yeah. uh shout out to him if you like it let us know in the comments which songs we should listen to and if it should be on a one song every week basis, uh, we'll give you the final review in uh, July. Um, <laughs> but some other stuff that was pretty cool. And again, this is 2093 is the album. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll mess around with that uh, a little bit. So J. Cole said that Get Rich or Die Trying, an album that just celebrated its 20 year anniversary, which came out in 2003, uh, 2004, sorry. Uh, J. Cole said, "Great, Get Rich or Die Trying is the greatest hip-hop album of all time. So pretty cool. Again, on a side note, I think we've been saying for a while, it's pretty cool that 50 Cent seems to be getting his flowers now at a time where he's still young to embrace it. Uh, he's being embraced by a lot of people who usually in the past will not fuck with him. So I love that about him. Cole has always fucked with 50 Cent, though, even having a feature of 50 back in the day. So your thoughts on Cole's comment itself about Get Rich or Die Trying? I think he's just saying that shit or said that shit so he could go on tour with 50. And but, just have a good time. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, I'm kidding. I, I I definitely, like most people think that album's classic and one of the best, but I feel like it's still so subjective. I don't know if we could ever come to a conclusion on what the best album was because the, the time and era that any of these are released and when you grew up and what you were doing and how it resonated with you i feel like all those things factor into how you receive the album and for that reason i don't like know what the fuck how big daddy kane or rock Kane yeah. or any of these people like would have made me felt because i was like not i wasn't even a thought in my dad's head at that time probably yeah and if um, you listen today with 2024 ears you're like bro what the fuck is this yeah. flow <laughs> like you know what right. I, mean? I think the hip-hop of like that 80s 90s i think the biggest shock for most people is like their cadence and we're just like mm -hmm. bro like even like some old old jay-z you're like bro why is he rapping like that yeah 
But the more I think about Get Rich or Die Trying, I feel like it is like a quintessential hip hop album. Almost like if if AI were to like create the the best hip hop album they could create of a fictional artist, like I feel like it touches upon all that, like being a pimp, fucking being a gangster and selling drugs and getting high. Like every other song hits like every stereotypical hip hop theme. So in that sense, I guess uh, I could see why, you know, anyone who loves hip hop would say this is the best because it's like it's like real hip hop, but also like the most mainstream in a sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I would say uh, so regardless of like if we think it is or isn't the greatest album of all time in hip hop, it's definitely worthy to be in the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we had if you got like 10 true hip hop heads one of them is bringing to the table the Get Rich That Trying album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And no one's being like, bro, are you fucking crazy? Like, I think it deserves to be in the conversation of like, yeah, man, like that was, I mean, not so, like only so many albums go diamond, you know? Like mm -hmm. for fucking 10 million plus people to go buy this shit, like at that time where like you physically had to go buy this shit, like I think that in itself just lets you know that like, this is a very different category right like it's not like today where anyone can put up crazy numbers like this is a different kind of like beast yeah for sure uh g unit had like one of the most unprecedented major runs ever um and it was propelled by this propelled by this super notorious beef with the job rule where he basically ended his musical career at least and Ashanti um, and Ashanti just took up like took the game by its neck and not the rapper but the the rap game by its neck eventually eventually the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> eventually he did that shit but first it was a metaphorical game that he he took by the neck and snapped in half or threatened um and yeah I mean I'm not mad at him calling it the greatest album of all, all time of course everything's subjective but everything's subjective for sure so just for um, you just so just so we the listeners know what do you know off top of your head if you had to say what's your favorite hip-hop album of all time do you already know like yo this is it oh man that that would be so tough um if i had to be subjective um or if i had to say which would of course be subjective based on just how some of these albums made me feel mm -hmm. um Man, it's so so tough. I might have to to sit on this one, but yeah, that, sure. that era might. definitely was when because that's the first time where I kind of had the ability to seek my own music because downloading music was accessible at that point. Yeah, Live LimeWire and Morpheus were fucking booming at that time. Yeah, how about yourself? Um, so it wouldn't be Get Rich or Die Trying, but it would be in a conversation. Um, only the only reason why I say it's not Get Rich and I Trying because there were a couple songs where because I feel like for me when it's like the best album ever you can't have any skips right mm -hmm. like that's that's like my first like did I ever want to just be like alright bro we're over this kind of a thing and the only reason why there were a couple songs like on again, I think this is one of my favorite albums this is probably a top five album maybe honestly a top three album for me but there was one Bloodhound with Young Buck I'm like, bro, like, this song is just you trying to introduce us to Young Buck under G-Unit. Like, we don't need this fucking song. Mm -hmm. um, uh, gotta Make It to Heaven. It just felt corny. Like, it's uh -huh. like, bro, like, you just try to sing, but not sing too much because you don't want the draw Rule comparisons, but you want to show range. I'm like, all right. And then Poor Little Rich. I was just like, eh. Those three I could skip. Now, they're good songs, right? That's yeah. they're bad songs but they're skippable tracks. And I just think for me personally, my greatest album of all time, I want zero skips. So okay. that's like my first like line of like how I even rate this. But I would definitely say Get Richard I Trying is top three for me. And then bro, I, I think bro, and this might be a fucking corny thing to say, but bro, I'm going to go with Reasonable Doubt as like my number one album. Like, I can play that shit today. It's gonna be in my heat of the week later. Like, bro, that shit is just flawless to me, bro. And it is a flow 
that Nate, I think the only reason that flow resonates with me, even though it's very different from like modern Jay-Z, is that that flow still feels like New York at its core, right? Mm. And like that shit I just grew up on. So it's never going to sound like a foreign thing to me. Whereas like some of like The Rock, even though they're from New York, like that flow is so like, it's just so clear they're rapping. Like if that makes sense, right? Like some people yeah. can just flow and it's like they're just talking to you in like a poetry way, which Jay-Z like perfected. Whereas like Rock Kim and EPMD in that time, it's just like Big Daddy Kane. It's like, bro, like no one talks like this, bro. Like, you know right. what I mean? So at least no one I know talks like this, right? So I just, it won't ever resonate in my ears. But yeah, for me, I would say Reasonable Doubt is my greatest hip hop album of all time. Nice. No, i definitely not mad at that. And I know a lot of people uh, uh, within the hip hop space would agree with you. Um, I just thought of uh, the albums that come to mind. Um, I don't know if how many or who, how yeah how many people out there would share this opinion, but again, this is based on my experience and the influence it had on me specifically. But I'd say album number one that I played front to back probably a billion times was "The Cool" by Lupe Fiasco. Mm, um, you you've always been a big Lupe guy. Yeah, that was actually the the album that kind of influenced me to to actually start um, rapping more seriously really? uh the, specifically the song um called the coolest um and i think it, be, it was because this album across most of the songs it was fun and accessible but there was an underlying message and i liked the fact that he was one of the few rappers that was able to um basically stigmatize the the negative shit within hip top in hip hop but in a way that wasn't preachy and obviously being in college like i was in a more of a mindset to um do positive shit consume yeah positive content and do positive things and for me it was it was something that i resonated with because obviously i'm not like from the streets and prior to that i listened to pretty much only street shit so which yeah. goes to my second point was the game the documentary like Bro, i was obsessed with that at all that album yeah. during high school like i wish i was a blood like listening to Bro. that shit Bro, 100% dog. Yeah. Like, yo, he had motherfuckers ironing their dick, buying dickies to iron their mm -hmm. dickies to listen to that song while he says that lyric, bro. Like, that's right. like, exactly. Like, yo, for sure, bro. Like, that was, I'm not mad at that, bro. That has to be at least in my top 10, if not top five. Mm -hmm. Like, again, to get that time, bro. Those are the ears we had at that time was just like, we were very aware of shit for the first time. So, like, yeah. for that to be so good in quality, we can be aware and then we're also so young that it's just like who gives a fuck you know what i mean like mm -hmm. yeah no dude great great thing so that's your number two album yeah i'd say that's my number two so one and two lupe and then the game dude yep. not mad at it bro those are but again the game documentary though right like nothing nothing after that mm -hmm. uh after that no i still listen uh to the game um I, I would say during that period, it, like his albums were still the only ones I listened to that repetitively. Like the Doctor's okay. Advocate, I think, was his sophomore album. And that one had a One Blood, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Play yeah, that album that, front to back nonstop yeah. as well. Yeah, that one was a banger, dude. That was a that was a. But that, on that album, I'm pretty sure that was the album that he had to leave G Unit, but he was still signed yep. to Dre, so he still got Dre production, but. Mm -hmm. Drake couldn't be on the songs or like that, yeah, yeah, all that drama. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The GU not era, um, yep. shit. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, man. So in flashing back to that era, and we can just do one more thing before we get out of here. If we go back twenty years, I want to give you a list, our listeners, a, a list of some of the albums that came out during that time. And let's just see if there's anything that we feel could still be played front to back and actually enjoyed today. So one that stands out right away is um, MF Doom had an album called Mm Food. Um, I know he's beloved. To the Five Burrows by Beastie Boys. Street Disciples by Nas. The Tipping Point by The Roots. Uh, probably one of the last albums by De La Soul, The Grind Date. Uh, Ghostface Killer, the pretty, uh, the pretty Tony album, um, 
the college dropout Kanye West, so his debut album, Purple Haze, Cameron, um, which I think was his debut album on Rockefeller. No, it wasn't. That was second like album Rockefeller. Uh, the Hunger for More, Lloyd Banks, uh, Straight Outta Cashville, Young Buck, Kiss of Death, Jada Kiss, and there was like one more. Oh, D12 World by D12, Encore by Eminem, and then Rhythm and Gangsta by Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Sweatsuit Nelly. So out of those fucking, again, these are classic artists. Mm-hmm. Do any any of those albums res- resonate with you in a way that you're like, bro, I would still bump that shit or still bump that shit today? Yeah. Album-wise. We can obviously talk about certain songs here and there that we still fuck with, but album-wise, are, is yeah. any of that stuff you're still bumping front to back? A couple of those gave me... Oh, sorry, Chills. my bad. Also, Red Light District, Ludacris. Also, did you say T.I. Urban Legend? Yep, T.I. Urban Legend okay. too, bro. Okay. Yeah, so a lot. All right. So if I'm thinking about albums, um, I have three. Oh, actually, I'll say two. The two that immediately jumped out to me were T.I. Urban Legend and Snoop Dogg, Rhythm and Gangsta. Outside of the dimensions of Lupe and Game, these were two albums that I also played nonstop, like front to back. Um, T.I. was at the top of his game, had a bunch of bangers, but hidden gems in the album that, for whatever reason, never became super popular. But a lot of those ones um, are the songs that I still play even today. Snoop Dogg, Rhythm and Gangsta, Rhythm and Gangsta same story. Yeah, we just played it. We, we had one of those songs ups and downs. the week. Yeah, like a few yep. a few months back. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Okay, so those so two, those, those yep. two are the ones that stand out the most to you. Yeah, um, and I think they're super relevant because coincidentally, the past few months, I pulled a lot of those older songs onto my my playlist. So nice, yeah, those nice for me. I mean, for me, the number one, and it's not even close, is the Kanye College Dropout, right? Because this is Kanye coming out on his own uh, through the wire. I mean, that entire album is classic, bro. Even the fucking outro, um, Drunken People, I think is a song on that shit too. Um, But whatever, that album is just a classic, dude. And I think it was a time in hip hop needed a different approach, but still giving you very clearly that it was quality music, right? It was no shoot em up, gang gang uh, bullshit, no selling drugs. This was just a story of my life, all falls down things you can talk about with your girl. Like, it was just a phenomenal album. Um, I think it was just like similar to you when you heard Lupe. For me, it was just a time where like, all right, cool, man. There's a different way to still enjoy hip hop and it doesn't have to be a 50 cent killing everybody who ever disrespected him kind of thing. So like, I think it was refreshing for me for, to be, and obviously I, at that time, you have no idea that Kanye's gonna go on to be the biggest thing. But it's also very clear that at that time, it's like, damn, bro, this guy is selling a lot of fucking records. Like, this is mm-hmm. a little bit crazy. Sorry, I fucked up. I I don't know why, but I was thinking of Late Registration, which for some odd reason was like the one album that I was super late to. But College Dropout, oh. absolutely yeah. um, love that one. That, that one's the third one that I would have included as well. Yeah, 100%. No, no, yeah, yeah. I get you. Because even like with the album cover, like it's very similar to Late Registration. Yeah. So I, yeah, no, I feel you on that one. Uh, I would say number two for me though, and this is just my love for G-Unit, was The Hunger For More. Like, bro, like Lloyd Banks, bro, that album was flawless to me, dude. Mm. Like from the club bangers to the gangster shit, um, smile for the girls. And it's yep. like, yo, that's like when you're like 15 and you're trying to figure yeah. out like, Yo, what should I say to like a show yeah. and stuff? Like that's the song you would listen to, bro. Like to try to be cool. So mm-hmm. I would say hunger for more. And then out of the rest, bro, to be perfectly honest, what I would bump the most. I mean, dude, I think honestly it was D12 World, but I don't think I I again it's it, I tried to listen to Eminem now. And it's just hard for me, bro. So I don't think I would listen to that now, right? The question is, what would I listen to today, front to back with no skips? It would be college dropout and the hunger for more. Cause even with like Snoop, bro, like maybe it's just like I always had love for Snoop. I made that very clear to you in the past and on the on the pod. But there's also like something so LA about Snoop that mm-hmm. it's hard for me to go through a 17-track album of his, right? Like at some yeah. point, it's just like, bro, like it feels gimmicky, even though I know it's not. 
but at some point it just feels gimmicky. I'm just like, bro, like, I right, man, we, we love you to death, bro. Like, it's cool. But like, I, I honestly, I think I love you regardless if you a rapper or not. Like, I just like, I, I like, I like everything about you. I know you have bangers with Tupac, who's my favorite rapper of all time. So I have respect for you. But like, I never really was able to consume an entire Snoop Dogg album besides Doggy Salad, truly enjoyed it. Like, oh man, this is like phenomenal music. Yeah, I think for me, that's understandable for sure. Um, there's definitely obviously the factor of me growing up in LA and having an affinity for uh, Snoop and just that LA vibe. And on top of that, Pharrell was also my favorite mm -hmm. producer at the time and he produced uh, not every song, but a lot of the songs. This on is here, the so, album that has beautiful, right? Uh, this, no, that was, um, I think paid the cost to be the boss or some shit. I forget mm -hmm. that album, okay, but this okay. one had drop it like it's hot. Uh, yep. it had signs with Justin Timberlake. Um, uh, let's get blown. Fire. And then there's like a handful of other ones you probably don't remember off the top of your head, but like no, but songs that were awesome. fucking pop hits, not even just like loved in hip hop. Like those bro, yeah. this is fucking songs in India, let for God's sakes. Like mm -hmm. I'm fully aware of those songs, yo. So you know, for sure. It just I can never truly like I would buy I bought the album, but it was just like I was like, oh yeah, these are like almost like what you do today, right? All the time. You're like, oh, listen to the entire album. I like these four or five songs the rest like that's yeah. honestly what i did with stoop my entire life listening to him yeah yeah yeah. no that's that's understandable and he's also one of the artists that he does a lot of like kind of comical like songs that are actually like skits and he's like kicking yeah. a girl out or something and if you're yeah. not like into like there's very rare moves where you're gonna be like let me sit through three minutes of this shit where he's putting on like a <laughs> pimp voice and like kicking some random bitch out and talking nasty yeah, but Doggy Style was the first time I ever heard that shit. And I was also like six, bro. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh my God, you can curse and I can hear it. And like, I won't get in trouble, but I will get in trouble kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Snoop is the greatest man. But yeah, dude, it's it's very surprised too. A lot of good albums though, man, in 2004, bro. Like, I'm sure like the, there's probably, dude, I know for a fact, I don't know if you can pull it up there, but like, I know Red Light District definitely had a few by Ludacris. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So I'm just like, trying to figure out if if I would listen to the, I'm looking now to see if I would actually listen to the entire thing. Nah, there's no Which way. Which I never did actually. Ludacris is one of those artists where, where you're yeah, like, same, same. that one song I'm downloading and playing it a thousand times, but not necessarily the album. I would say also, this was the peak of Nas being of us saying, all right, this dude is done, right? So yeah. kudos to him for like 18 years later, dropping a few bodies of work to like, yo, amazing. He still has it. He just needed good production. But dude, Street Disciples, one of those fucking albums, you're like, bro, this guy needs to stop rapping today, bro, because mm -hmm. this is terrible. Um, yeah, man, pretty, uh, yeah, good year, bro. But yeah, dude, I never fuck with the Beastie Boys at all. So I'm Same. sure to the five boroughs, I'm sure there's people in the comments who might say it's probably one of the best New York albums of all time. But yeah, dude, they just never, it's just again, that shit was always corny to me. But maybe because like, bro, I grew up like in like a, a more like, I mean, I, obviously I lived in the suburbs in New York, but like during the days I would be like in a more like ghetto-ish area. Like, you know, like just like more hood shit you would see. Uh -huh. And like no one there would ever listen to the BC Boys. Like it was just corny. It's like, bro, yeah. like, why are they rapping like that kind of a thing, right? Like, no one yeah. talks like that kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, I just like, I just, I think that's ingrained in me. Like, even if like the production or the lyrics are good, I'm just like, bro, like, no, bro, like this isn't, this isn't hip hop. But again, yeah. I know that's blasphemous because I know they're beloved. They're in the Hall of Fame. Like, rest in peace. I think one of them actually passed away. But it was just never my cup of tea. Like in any circumstance. Same. It's funny because my older brothers would play them quite often and and like throughout my younger years and i for whatever reason just thought their voices were kind of annoying i i yeah i didn't take them as a joke necessarily but like i definitely didn't take it seriously especially because my brothers That's would a like great way. laugh yeah. at certain aspects of their music but they liked it, it i feel like it, it's one of those things where you kind of you start off uh ironically liking something and then you're like oh they're actually kind of dope and then you like yeah. it after a while like an acquired yeah. taste almost but i think that that phrase how you put it like they're obviously not a joke 
but it's right. just like it's just not for us bro it's just right yeah this isn't it but uh yeah no i, I agree with you with the uh I, I the the snoop dogg one and the uh so what were the songs on urban legend that stand, stand out to you real quick because I, I might question. i might go back and, and hear that one um so the ones wow. i'll give you the the underrated uh skips that people probably don't know as much about but the ones that i i the ones that i still play that i love um would be praying for help and uh freak though okay okay and then what were the bangers that everyone knows um the king oh you don't know me is probably the biggest one that's the one bro yeah that's the you one. don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, you know what happened? If you're gonna meet him, he's gonna be the my boy from uh India who's doing like the 30 to 40 minute set. Um uh-huh. yo, the re- I, yo, I love that song. And I still love that song. It's a very good song. Uh dude, we were at Foot Locker buying sneakers, bro. And dude, like, that's crazy. I remember this shit like it was yesterday, bro. Like I was, dude, what, 30, 20 years ago? I was, yeah, dude, uh 14 years old. Uh yeah, 14 mm-hmm. years old, uh, 15 years old, whatever. And he was like, dude, like, yeah, it's a good song. But he picked like the one word that you can like rhyme with everything. And then I was like, hmm. And like in, in that moment, like it made me diminish the song, even though I love the fucking song. But it was like, he's like, uh-huh. it's like a very easy rapping style in that moment because like the flow is determining how like your next word kind of a thing. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, bro, like you kind of fucked this up for me, bro, because I'm really enjoying loving the song. So uh, yeah. no, but you don't know me as a fucking banger but it's wild because you would have thought he would have peaked with that album and then he really got more famous like two years later with mm-hmm. like the rihanna and the justin timberlakes like when he yeah. like started when using pop, like, it's a, it was, yeah when pop yeah so good for him because yeah like he had a decent run um which is why like dude like his fall off was like drastic dog and it's just like to him to go to comedy after like having a fucking hall of fame hip-hop career and then like yeah. the side comments the reality of shows his, and stuff reality shows and like him and his wife being accused of fucking sex trafficking it's like bro what the fuck is going on yeah i don't know if it was necessarily a, a fall-off more so as him just like getting bored with rap and catching yeah, it, it could have been that but just shit. for him not to be relevant anymore in the hip-hop mm, space it's right, like for people to uh, like because yeah. you would think he's like a mainstay you know, like mm-hmm. I like, like it, dude. There's no reason that like, I if you would have told me in 2006 that Little Wayne would still be dropping albums, but Ti wasn't, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy because Ti is the king it's of the south, bro. Like, right, right. But so, so his Ti's last album, damn, it must have been a minute ago then, because I for some reason I thought he released something recently, but I think it was more so like 2013, um, bro, which wild. was a really great album. Um, which one? Ipsy was on it. Um, it was called Fuck. Uh, which album about my issue? There's a fucking Nipsey song that was amazing, but oh paperwork, oh, wow. 2014. So yeah, 10 years ago. That shit felt like yesterday, but here we are getting old. Bro, quick. T I paperwork? Yep. Paper trail? Paperwork. No, paperwork. Yeah. Paperwork. That one's also one of my favorite albums from TI. Just in case you thought yes. actor, novelist, reality TV star, hip hop, kingpin, T.I. might have slowed down. He gives you his ninth and his biggest album yet. That was like the description. Yeah. Honestly, all of his albums are super enjoyable. Yeah. No, dude, I might have to pee paperwork, bro. I haven't. Uh, damn, it says a Young Thug feature. Chris Brown, Iggy. Oh, this is when he signed Iggy Azalea. Yeah. I- idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, on the top of my head, bro, I don't even know a lot of these songs. Yes. What's Which song is the Nipsey feature? Because I don't see it on the... Uh, about My Issue. About My Issue. Oh, featuring Victoria Monet and then and then Nipsey? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that was Victoria Monet. I just found out about her, like, fucking a year ago. Bro, but also what's wild is that, like, every single song has a feature except, like, two. Mm-hmm. But the perfect thing is, like, they don't outshine him. I feel like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. rare now nowadays. Like, that's rare because usually that's you what see you that. Hear. Correct. When you see that, like, your whole shit's features, you're like, oh, this guy just needed help to get this album mm-hmm. promoted. So 
Yeah, I'll yeah. beat that one, bro, because I haven't heard of that. I never even heard of that album, bro. Twenty two, but I think I told you before, 2013 was a weird time, bro. Like I just graduated college. So it was just like, am I gonna stay with this hip hop like obsession or am I gonna move mm -hmm. on to other things? Right. So um I think this one kind of fell through the cracks for me. So yeah, I'll definitely yeah. I go listen to that, bro. And I, and I I do appreciate his flow too. So it's not like he's uh yeah, dude. When he was calling himself the king of the south, I was like, Yeah, bro, who else would the fucking be? Like it has to be him. So right. um good for him, bro. Cool. No, man, great topics. Um, if you guys have an album that you think we should go back and listen to from the early 2000s, please let us know. Um, but before we get out of here, we're going to give you some uh, Heat of the Week. Uh, episode 169, my G, what was uh, your Heat of the Week? Uh, for me, what I've been bumping recently... Oh, man. So, I mean, Bryson Tiller... Or sorry, no, I, I don't want to go into that one because that one's, I mean, it is a, a hot song, but I don't really have much to say about it, okay. uh, to be honest. <laughs> I think what I'm going to say now is more interesting, but um, I was on YouTube. Of course, it randomly shows you videos. And I came across a, a song by Queen Latifah called Just Another Day. I'm sure most people are aware of it if if they're older than us um, or even our age. But um, this song came out in... 1994. 1994? I'm just guessing, bro. Oh, you're guessing. So let me verify that. Uh, just another day. I would have to, bro, because I feel like she was like before... 1993. So okay. Close enough. Close same enough. difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just watching the video and listening to, to the song. Uh, the video is in black and white. Didn't realize how much I liked her flow and how great of a, a rapper she was. Um, yeah, because when we got old enough, she was just like an actress. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just like how like fucking LL Cool J and stuff are to yeah. people who are younger than us. <laughs> yeah. Crazy how that works. Um, but the song's beautiful. I really love the beat. I think for me, it just made me feel really nostalgic. Um, just seeing the footage of... Let me look this I mean, granted, I didn't grow up in New York, but seeing that footage in general reminded me of when I was younger, looking at music videos and stuff. And uh, it just put me in a really nostalgic mood um which kind of makes me sad but also at peace um at the same time um Damn, she was super course, she was super super like dude this she was like in her dude era during this mm -hmm. time like yeah. yeah 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 and and she performed i think i don't know if it was jimmy kimmel or what but she performed this song like within the last five years on oh, one of wow. those uh late night shows you know it's just crazy because she just looked like like anyone's aunt or some shit yeah. like doing karaoke but over here she's all talking about pulling out the tech and stuff of course from like yeah. the perspective of she, the she, like, yo, you were scared of queen latifah if you bumped into yeah. her bro like she would fuck you up like that was yeah. a mentality in new york <laughs> like that's not a one to be fucked bro but honestly like yeah man like i again i i, I think i was old enough that like if my cousins or like maybe like a brother like a, one of my brothers that i hung out with and they had it on but Dude, the only song I remember like vividly was like you and I T Y. Like that's it, bro. Mm -hmm. Besides that, there's like no Queen Latifah song that I can even hum to you because yeah. it just again, it was just like, it's like like Happy Mark Wahlberg, right? Or Fresh Prince. Like you just mm -hmm. know those one songs because it was so before our time. And then mm -hmm. the moment we got relatively old enough, they were just actors, bro. So right. like why would I know that shit kind of a thing? It was, and obviously it was harder back in the day to go back to like old catalog. Like I'm not going to fucking Sam Goody and like, yo, where's your oldie section kind of a thing. So, um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely peep that. Put on the playlist. I'll definitely peep that. Cause I've not, I've never even heard that song at all. Yeah. No, for me, it was like, that's something I'd play like in the jacuzzi, in the backyard. If I'm chilling. Is like, it like her version of like ice cubes? Like, uh, today was a good day. Yeah. You can say that, except it, it's, what she describes is a bad day in the hood, but okay. <laughs> the, the vibe itself is is very but just another day in like in, yeah, like in the hood. reality. Like right, this right. is your life kind of a thing. Got mm -hmm. you, got you. Yep. Cool. No, yeah, I'm excited. I'll definitely be that uh tomorrow in my workout. Uh dude, for me, another song. Damn, we're going we went from early two thousands to now late nineties, bro. Like what are we doing? <laughs> it's going back in time. So when I was one years old, my favorite track was <laughs> Yo, insane, dude. Uh, dude, but for me, I think it came up on Complex, and that's why, again, we were just talking about Reasonable Doubt. Um, so I was actually going to pick this regardless, but 
For me, it is uh, my heat of the week is Dead Presidents 2 by Jay-Z from 1996 from the Reasonable Doubt album. That's by mm. far my favorite track on that album. Um, again, I think it's just so relatable. I think at this time, he is a mid to late 20-year-old just trying to make it in life, make it in hip-hop. But it's like, it wasn't really anything like... Like, I love those, like, artists who, like, aren't, like, taking jabs at any, like, one specific person, but just, mm -hmm. like, a hater and, like, someone who's trying to go against them and you're like, yo, I got to step to you if I have to. So, like, there's a lot of that, like, bravadocious in it, too. But, like, also, yeah. like, his play on words and the double entendres and, you know, the way he talks about drugs, but it just feels like a normal thing that anyone would talk about as well. So, yeah, man, this is, like, for a young version of me, but also a 35-year-old version of me, like... This is like, oh man, this guy's been spitting game for fucking years. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm -hmm. pretty impressive. And again, another album that I can listen to nonstop today and not feel like this is like an old person's album. Yeah. No, amazing pick. And also a super iconic beat that I know like yeah. a billion people have freestyled over. Funny thing is, I think I didn't know about this song until like the game or something used the beat for one of his freestyles. And then I fell in love with the piano and then mm -hmm. found out Jay-Z made the original. Um, amazing song, yeah. Love that yeah, one. Yeah, amazing song. So that'll be on the playlist, Heat of the Week. You got Queen Latifah and Jay-Z. Like, I don't know what other fucking podcast is doing this for you, <laughs> but you're welcome. All right? Exactly. So let the people know what we got going on, bros. Get out of here. Yeah, sir. Catch us at audio-theory.com. New episode every week on all platforms. Check out the Heat of the Week playlist selections on Spotify, as well as Apple Music. The links are on the website. And if you're on YouTube or the website, check down below. We got the uh, the merch for you to cop and purchase. Uh, and if you're broke, you don't have to do that. But please like, subscribe, like and share and subscribe. to support yeah. the, the channel. Comment as much as you want, bro. Uh, love you, my dude. Appreciate it. As always, great too. seeing you. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.